Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. Mitchek with the swing and the kill. Point Goodland. Match Goodland. To the pros. Oh my! Nolan Jones crushes it! A walk-off winner! The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Hands the ball off. Nice little crease here to the five, to the pylon. D.J. Giddens will score. Kansas State in for the touchdown. There's a hard hit, a big-time stick. Kobe Bryant's got it. AKU's got a touchdown. One of the biggest bone-crunching hits you'll see turns into a scoop and score for Kansas. Heinrich gets the snap. Back to throw. Passive time. Steps, throws, pass. Caught by Fedoni for 20. He's to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. Thomas Fedoni leaped in the air, clutched the football, and then had open turf into the end zone. Snap. Russell, the pocket, steps up, avoids, rolls to his right, in trouble. Floats one for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Denver. Cortland Sutton. And now shovel inside to McKinnon. The Jet finds the end zone. Touchdown. Kansas City using the jet motion as an illusion. And the jet, Jarek McKinnon back into the end zone where he belongs. And here's that pitch. And hit it in the left center field. That's going to drop for a base hit and score another run. Over to cut the ball off is Happ on his way to second. Doyle throw and safe at second base. Two outs, bottom nine. The pitch. Fastball hit on the ground toward the hole. Went back hands. Plants his feet. Throw to first. In time. Got him. And that's the ball game. A laser throw across the diamond from Bobby Witt Jr. Secures the final out and secures a Royals win. What a weekend it was in the world of sports. Good Monday morning, everybody. We're back here on the Morning Blitz, broadcasting on 1025 UROC, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, online, of course, nwksradio.net and the Rocking app. Thank you so much for joining us here, hopefully for the next hour or so, but uh, glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz here for this Monday, September 25th, the final Monday of September 2023. That's right, just one more week of September, and we are into October. This morning certainly feels like we're into the month of October. That is for sure. Uh, temperatures right around 49 degrees outside. It's cool. You might need a light jacket uh, if you go outside this morning. Evenings are getting nice and cool as well. I was listening to the radio on the way in. They were talking about sitting around the patio, a uh, fire pit and stuff like that. Perfect time for that, the weather is right now. So, uh, yeah, be, uh, Like I said, fall weather, certainly feeling that way outside right here. We're going to get temperatures up into the 80s all week long, uh, mid to upper 80s, even maybe touch 90 by week's end. But definitely going to be some cooler evenings, uh, that is for sure, as we continue to push our way uh, into fall since, uh, what, fall began on Saturday. And now we're officially in it. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. As always, when we're part of the Morning Blitz, you can hit us up on our text line. It is up and running again, 785-899-2222. After last week, we had to switch texting services and had to iron out some kinks. It is up and running. So if you want to get your thoughts and comments in, hit us up on our text line. Uh, Let's move forward. Today's show, we will be visiting with Riley Gates, getting his thoughts on college football at extremely Big time week number four. Did it live up to the expectations with great games? 
I thought it did. Pretty good weekend, I'd say, overall. We'll get Riley Gates' thoughts on that coming up here in about 20 minutes or so. But it is a Monday morning, and that usually means one thing. It's time for our weekend winners and losers. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. Our first winner of the weekend, I'm going to give it to two football teams here in the Wheat State. Both Kansas and Kansas Day picking up very nice conference opening wins here on Saturday. I thought that was a very impressive performances from both Kansas State and from Kansas. Uh, once again, Kansas winning uh, 38-27 to over BYU. While the Wildcats of Kansas State were able to fend off UCF 44 to 31. First of all, the Kansas game, to me, the biggest thing about the Kansas game was the defense. Two defensive touchdowns from the Kansas defense helped put them over the top against BYU. Jalen Daniels, I know, threw three touchdown passes. And let's this is this is how I decipher this game. You're, you know that Jalen Daniels more than likely, not every game, but more than likely is going to get you three scores. Whether it's a pass, it's a run, he's going to get you three touchdowns a game. Getting two defensive touchdowns doesn't happen every single week. In fact, it's kind of a rarity to even get just one defensive touchdown in a game. So to get two in a game, one, a very early uh, crunch and then a fumble scoop and score by the Hawk Mamba, Kobe Bryant, which was very impressive, early on in the game, and then to get a pick six a little bit later on in this to start the second half. I mean, to begin both halves with a defensive turnover forced and a touchdown on top of it, to me was the difference in this game. You know you're going to get points out of the offense more than likely. Can the defense get stops? That's been the biggest thing for Kansas so far through Lance Leipold era. Lance has done an amazing job. He's been amazing at what he's done at Kansas, and he will continue to do great things. But the defense needed to be improved from the previous years. They've always been able to score points. Can they hold anybody down? This year they've proven. They've they've brought in some new players from the transfer portal. They've developed some guys. They're playing better defense. It's not amazing defense, but it's good defense. And that's enough when you have a really good offense like Kansas has. And so for them to get two defensive touchdowns in that football game, to me, was the difference in them in this 11-point win because that's 14 points. Now, I'm not saying that if they didn't get those defensive touchdowns, they wouldn't have won, but let's face the facts. I mean, BYU is a quality team, as I said before. They were not going to be an easy team to put away. And for a while there, BYU had Kansas on the ropes in their home stadium, trying to hand them their, you know, both teams were playing to avoid their first loss of the season. And Kansas found a way, once again, I think largely in part two, not all, but largely in part two, the amount of success the defense is having here early on this year and to get two defensive touchdowns is absolutely huge. And so the Kansas Jayhawks, no doubt, a big winner of the weekend, a 38-27 win. They're now 4-0. They are in the AP Top 25. They are ranked 24th in this week's AP Top 25. We'll see where they are in the coaches' poll uh, and in the national poll coming up here a little bit. But they're number 24 uh, in the most recent AP poll. As for Kansas State, figured it would be a high-scoring affair. It It was a big break for Kansas State. And give a tip of the cap to Will Howard. Will Howard sucked it up and went out there and played, toughed it out. This is a guy who 
Chris Kleiman said, you know, middle of the week, I don't know if he's going to be able to play. We're, we're getting Avery Johnson ready to go. We're getting Jake Rubley ready to go. That's fine. They're not Will Howard. Will Howard is a young man who has big-time game experience. And even though he wasn't just amazing, 27 of 42, 255 and a pick, he wasn't amazing. That's the calming guy you need out here. But guess what? Kansas State won that game the way that they needed to win it. That is with that big offensive line giving it to a running back. DJ Giddens, a career-high 30 carries, 207 yards, and four scores. That's how you win these type of games. When you go up against a big offensive powerhouse like UCF that can really put up the points, you run the football, and you are you have the ability to do it because you have an amazing offensive line. And, and any offensive line that good can make almost any back look good. Giddens even said so. I give all the credit to the offensive line. Those guys made sometimes not even one but two holes for me to run through, and I just had to pick which one to go through. Give all the credit to the offensive line. That's how you win those type of games. And so Kansas wins 40, Kansas State wins 44-31. Giddens was amazing. Also led the team in receiving. I mean, he was the star of the game. But to have Will Howard out there as that calming force also helped. But that's how you were to win that game if you were Kansas State. Whether Will Howard started or not, you'd get the snap, you turn around and you hand it off to your back, and you let the offensive line win you that game, and that's what they did. Nice bounce back win for the Wildcats after a tough one to chew on for a week, losing at the gun and a record field goal at Missouri. A uh, good bounce back win over a very good UCF team. I'm uh, oh, sorry, a really good UCF team. A, a, a really good UCF team. With a backup quarterback out there that played okay, it would have been interesting to see if, if everyone was healthy, what this game would have looked like, if John Rice Plumley would have been able to play. Uh, for UCF, if Will Howard would have been totally healthy, I still think Kansas State would have got the win if everyone was healthy. Now, if Howard wasn't healthy, or this game might have been different. But once again, I give a lot of credit to Chris Kleiman. He's a very, very smart coach. We have a great offensive line. We're going to run the football behind them and win this game. And that's what they did. 44-31. So my first win of the weekend, Kansas State and Kansas football. Both big wins against tough opponents to open up Big 12 play. Those were not guaranteed gimme wins. Those are hard games. Very hard games to win, and they succeeded in that to open up Big 12 play. Good start for them. Moving on, how about the Kansas City Royals? The Kansas City Royals, maybe the hottest team in all of Major League Baseball right now. They swept the Houston Astros, uh, completed a sweep of the Houston Astros yesterday, holding on for a 6-5 win. Nelson Velasquez had another big hit. He's been an amazing addition. The Royals did a good job of bringing some guys in, you know, off the waiver, or not the waiver wire, but, you know, out of free agency and picking some, you know, Nelson Velazquez and uh, the Reagans pitcher. I mean, those those guys they brought up were been humongous additions for them late in the season. Now, once again, it's all too little too late. I mean, the season's been over for Kansas City for a long time. And, yes, it makes you sick if you're a Royals fan thinking, well, geez, why couldn't we do this earlier in the year? Being again. I don't know, because they did it last year, too. I don't know why they put it together at the end. I don't know. But let's just give credit when credit's due. They're the hottest team in Major League Baseball right now. They have won 10 of their last 11. They are absolutely white hot. And not only, I think they've won, is it six in a row or seven in a row? I think like seven in a row. They've won seven in a row and six of their last 11. Very, very impressive. Or sorry, that's not right. So they've run 10 of their last 11 and... 
I think it is six or seven in a row. I'll look it up here. Where is this at? Six straight. Won six in a row and 10 of their last 11 ball games for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, and that, honestly, in, in outside of that, if you're the Houston Astros who they swept, that's a bad deal for them. The Astros are trying to make it in the postseason. The Royals did not help their case. So, once again, give a lot of credit to the Houston Astros. Sorry, to the Royals. They're the hottest team in Major League Baseball right now. They are a winner of the weekend. Continuing on our winners and losers, weekend winners and losers, another winner of the weekend. For the second consecutive weekend, how about the Shylin Cougars, winners of the weekend? The number one ranked team in six man took on the number two team in six man, Northern Valley, on Friday night, and it wasn't even a contest. 54 to 6, Shylin walloped the Huskies uh, in Bird City. The big three for the Cougars Logan McCarty, Pablo Bermudez, Brady Ketzner. Those guys each accounted for two rushing touchdowns apiece. Bermudez also had a fumble return for a touchdown. Look, they put up the points. They knew they would. How about the defensive effort to hold Northern Valley to six points, to hold any team that's competent to under 21 or 20? You know, the 20-point mark in six-man is really good because this is it's an open field in six-man. So to have that great of open field tackling, to have that great of scheme set up to, to limit the opponent, that was impressive. The Shyland Cougars, they walloped Northern Valley in a matchup of top-ranked teams in six-man, 54 to six. You know, the Cougars right now, they're sitting on top of uh, they're sitting on top of the six-man world. They just got to keep their head. They've gone through the hardest part of their regular season schedule. They've got four games I think coming up here that are. You know, not they're nowhere near as challenging as the first four, but that's sometimes as difficult as a coach to keep your guys focused on that. And then you've got to get in the postseason. You've got to continue to knock teams off to make it to where you want to go, which is that state championship. Which I'm not saying Shyland's going to win the state title, but right now, if you had to say, if you had to pick a team, I would be picking them in six man. They're the six man favorite right now. They probably were going into that game last week, but they've even proved it even more. But that doesn't mean that that's going to result on the success on the field. So, Shyland Cougars, winners of the weekend. How cool would it be if they were, I think they were the first champions of six-man football when it started, and then to be, I don't know if that's actually true, they might not have been that, but then, uh, but to, to the first time it's sanctioned in Acacia, they could be, which would be pretty darn cool. But, uh, yeah, congratulations, Shyland Cougars. Now they're winners of the weekend here from this past weekend. Continuing on weekend, oh, before we get into more winners, I want to get to some more high school football results. Uh Colby fell at home to Hugoton, 27-6. The Eagles led early, but and we're only down by a little bit, but Hugoton pulled away late. Goodland blasted at home by Holcomb. Uh, that nightmare of horrors against the Longhorns continues for the Cowboys. 55-14, the final score is 55-0 before the Cowboys finally put some points on the board in garbage time. Oakley dropping to 0-4, falling 53-6 to Plainville. Hoxie shut out Stockton, 66-0. The Indians continue to roll. Rollins County ran away from Hill City, 54-6. The Buffaloes are 4-0. Triplanes Brewster with a nice, easy win over Western Plains. Healy, 48-0. Wallace County, a shutout victory over Wheatling Grinnell, 65-0. It's kind of cathartic for the uh, Wildcats, who've had a tough start to the year against some tough opponents. Quinter remained unbeaten as well. They beat Decatur Community, 44-6. Uh, Golden Plains lost to Greeley County, 53-37. And Weskin winning by forfeit over Rolla. Uh, some other regional games included Scott City. They shut out Hayes TMP. Our good friend Connor Nickel picked Hayes TMP to beat Scott City for the second straight year. That's beat him. Or that's uh, that's bit him. I can't wait to visit him on Friday about that. Uh, Ulysses and the GWAC game fell to Chanute 20-8. Dighton lost to Hodgman County 58-30 in Wichita County. They routed St. John's. The Wichita County Indians continued to roll unbeaten 
and zero. So there you go. Uh, some week four results from the high school football season. We're at the we're almost at that midway point. You know, we're, we're kind of am at the midway point, really, the high school football season, the way the schedule's set up anymore. You get eight regular season games for sure, and then you either get a playoff game or a bowl game. You're guaranteed nine games. You either get a playoff game or a bowl game. Right now in the eight regular season games that you have, you're right at the midway point of the high school football season. All right, let's uh, continue on with our weekend winners and losers. One more winner before we get to the losers here. How about Pac-12 football? Last week was a great, you know, there's a lot of Pac-12 conference games and a lot of ranked-on-ranked opponents. We could be seeing the Pac-12 conference, football conference for last few weeks. But you look at what they have done, and you look at the Pac-12 standings and, and where teams are ranked. It's very impressive. The Pac-12 conference might is going to be disintegrating after this year and only have two teams left standing in it in Arizona, sorry, in Oregon State and Washington State. But this is a really good football conference this year. Three teams ranked inside the top ten, or sorry, beg your pardon, four teams ranked inside the top ten. Washington seven, USC eight, Oregon nine, Utah. 10. Washington State Cougars, a top 20 team at 16th. Oregon State lost to Washington State in Wazoo. They still probably are a top 25 team, barely hanging on. This is a darn good conference. You throw in the fact that Colorado's had a resurgent year. UCLA is a pretty good football team that lost for the first time. They're 3-1. I mean, there's only two teams that have losing records. Stanford and Arizona State, both 1-3. and three. Everyone else is at least 500 or better. And of those five, of those teams, you have five of them that are unbeaten. It really has been an impressive... I mean, if, if the Pac-12 is going to be done after this year, they're going out in style. Because they are dominating uh, and looking really, really good. Now, what I want to say, to an extent, as much as they're dominating, I think there's probably only three teams that probably have a legitimate shot at contending for or, you know, and making the college football playoff that's still a lot for a conference you know people could probably say there's probably three to four and I say there's probably only three I think Washington is one of those teams Oregon is definitely one of those teams Utah is another I don't know USC is kind of on the outside looking in for me because I don't think they have much of a defense uh I know We'll get to this in just a little. Actually, we'll get to that here in just a little bit in the Loser of the Weekend. But I think those three teams there have a great chance of making the college football playoff. And maybe even putting two teams in. Maybe. I don't know. But Utah's defense is absolutely elite. Oregon looks super strong on both sides of the ball. Washington looks good on both sides of the ball. USC's got a, the best player in college football, possibly in Caleb Williams, and an offense to go with them. And then the defense, eh, it's okay. So they gave them a run for their money uh, this last Saturday night. So anyway, I just the Pac-12 conference continues to stand out to me because it's it's dying here at the end of the year, but it has been unbelievably impressive to see that team have the success or see that conference have the success that it's had, and pretty much has five unbeaten has does have five unbeaten teams and, and four college football playoff contenders in my opinion. And then on to losers of the weekend, and, and really there's no other way to put this other than just Colorado sports are losers of the weekend. The Colorado Buffaloes, as predicted, got blasted by Oregon on the road, 42-6. to 
Colorado didn't even look like they had a pulse. Offensively, held to just less than 200 total yards of offense. Oregon looked like the better team up and down in all three faces. And they should be. They're a more developed program than Colorado. But they absolutely routed. And like I said, Colorado for three games has been a really nice story. But they have played three very incomplete football teams. They finally, in their fourth game of the season, played a complete football team and got routed. And in, the, and in those three games, it wasn't like they were absolutely dominant. They squeaked out wins against three adequate teams. So, once again, Colorado sports and the Buffaloes get blasted by Oregon. That's a, that's a tough thing there for them. But they'll bounce back. And, I, and as I mentioned, USC, I don't, what they, I don't think they have great much for defense. So, I expect this coming Saturday when USC comes to Boulder to be an offensive fireworks show. I expect to see two quarterbacks duking it up. Everybody remember that Chiefs-Rams uh, game a few years back on Monday Night Football? It was before COVID, probably like in 2019 or something like that. Patrick Mahomes against Jared Goff and the Rams. It was played at the old Coliseum before SoFi was open. I mean, that was a, an offense. You saw offensive fireworks left and right. I expect to see a game like that on Saturday. A lot of offense. And, but, and that means Colorado can win that game. Just because Colorado got blasted by Oregon, it just means they're not on the same level as Oregon. They could hang an upset UCF, USC. Excuse me. They could do that. They can do that. That was just the first loser of the Colorado sports. How about the Broncos? Absolutely trounced in Miami, 70-20. to 20. There is a big-time problem with Broncos football, folks. First and foremost, they don't have a defense right now that's, that's good enough to, to give them a chance to win. You give up 70 points, I don't care who it's to. You're not going to have a lot of success this season. Their defense has been shattered by, you know, using up draft picks and stuff like that to get themselves a quarterback, and their defense is really, really bad because of it. And that's not the only reason. There's plenty of reasons why it's bad, but that's one of them. They wanted to get a good quarterback. They went and got one. They used up draft picks and capital to do that. They don't have enough to to help the other side of the ball. And Russell Wilson, when he was his best, they ran the football, he had play action off of it, and they played great defense. Well, guess what? Now your offense is more based upon can Russell Wilson put up points. He's not going to be able to put up 70 points unless he's playing air more than likely. And the Broncos' defense got absolutely trounced in Miami, and the offense couldn't even keep pace. And I don't blame them. But the Broncos have got their 0-3, and they have got to go back to the drawing board. They've got to find out some way to get themselves to be more competitive because that was an embarrassment. 70 points allowed and scored was the most in the NFL since 1966. And they were only three points away from setting the all-time record for points scored in the NFL. So, rough, rough day in Miami for the Broncos. They'll, they'll bounce back at some point in time, but that was bad. And that doesn't mean that I think, uh, I think the Broncos are in worse shape than we thought they would be already Sean Payton. And our final loser of the weekend, the Colorado Rockies. They have lost seven in a row. Seven in a row. The the Rockies, as good as the Royals have been surging at the end of the season, the Rockies have absolutely lost it. They have lost seven in a row. They were swept by the Cubs, swept by the Giants. And uh, they're they're, they're just begging to get to the finish line to be done with this season. 
So, anyway, Rockies have lost seven in a row. And it's like I said, losers of the weekend, Colorado sports. Colorado Buffaloes blasted by Oregon. Broncos trounced by the Miami Dolphins on a record-setting day for Miami. And the Rockies have lost seven in a row. Speaking of Miami, by the way, that offense looks really, really good. And I don't know if this is just because Denver's defense is that bad. It's probably part of the reason why. But that offense looked really, really good. And by goodness, they can score a ton of points. And if they can do that and put up those kind of points and numbers week in and week out, or not that has to be 70, but have those kind of schemes and stuff drawn up, that's going to be really, really hard to uh, to stop them. They look like a Super Bowl contending team to the Miami Dolphins, at least right here in week number three. All right, there you go. There's our weekend winners and losers. Once again, losers include Colorado sports winners, KU and K-State football, the Kansas City Royals, the Shyland Cougars, and Pac-12 football, all winners of the weekend. All right, we'll get to a break. We come back. Riley Gates going to join us next as you're listening to The Morning Blitz.